investor doing things on your own? How about someone working with a firm that isn't so responsive or in sync with your investment philosophy? My podcast talks you through all things financial. Look, there's stuff you don't deal with very often, but investments, insurance, and retirement is something we plan for each and every day. This is the Pennywise Financial Podcast, and welcome to the show. Welcome to Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here with Monarch Wealth Management and my co-host, Jason Georgiev. Hello, everybody. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. Almost Happy afternoon. holidays. Yes. Thanksgiving's over. Now we move to Christmas, even though Christmas stuff was out before Thanksgiving was over. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's funny how this stuff rolls. And it comes by yeah. so quick. Yeah, I know. We're almost middle of the month. Yeah. And... Not really that much snow, knock on wood. I like the snow. I say you, this all what? the time. If <laughs> Listen, if you're going to give me cold weather, give me snow. Really? Don't Oof. give me cold weather that's like sloppy, slushy mess. Not that that's what we have, but yeah, got like a light dust in. Yeah. Like, what is that? It looks like dirty grass. That's okay. I don't want any snow. Actually, you could take the cold weather too. Jeez. I'm good. I'm getting older. My bones hurt. Everything hurts now. Everything's sore and achy. <laughs> yeah, not sure pretty which, much. You're not sure which way's up. <laughs> That's how it's going. <laughs> Anyhow. All right. What are we talking about today? Speaking of which, okay. So we mentioned it's the end of the year. Yes. And um, our business is kind of cyclical. And when I say that, I mean, there's certain parts of the year where it gets crazy, busy, chaotic. Mm -hmm. And other times you feel like um, a sigh, like a fresh uh, breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those times where it does get kind of busy. So what's on people's minds right now? What what are people doing? Why are we so busy this time of year? so what are some things we've been working on that we have a deadline approaching tomorrow? Roth conversions. Roth conversions. Yep. So what the heck is a Roth conversion? What does that mean? Explain it to us. It's where you're taking money from an IRA and converting it into the Roth? Correct. Okay. So um, why why might you want to do that? Uh, if you've listened to the show, if if you're a client, you you probably know this. I I hope. Um, if not, l- let's let's kind of let's break it down and and make it very simple. Okay, so you have two types of IRAs: individual retirement accounts. Right, mm-hmm. you've got a traditional IRA, which is the one that most people know about. Mm-hmm. It's the uh, most common that people think about when you say open an IRA, mm-hmm. and the money that you put in that type of IRA is pre-tax. So what does that mean? Well, that means you're going to get a tax incentive today, mm-hmm. right? You put $100 into a traditional IRA, you will remove $100 worth of income that's taxed for that given year. Yep. Right? So what happens to that money along the way? Well, you buy it. Let's say you bought Amazon stock. Um, you've doubled, tripled your money over the next 20, 30 years, and you pull that money out. You're going to pay federal tax, maybe state tax, a couple other rules. You got to be 59 and a half. You got to worry about age 72, all kinds of things. But again, let's come back to the simplest form the difference between traditional and Roth. So traditional, you're going to get a tax incentive now, right now. Down the road, you'll pay taxes, Mm -hmm. right? 
the Roth, you get zero incentive today. Nothing. There's no benefit. So they're after tax dollars, right? What happens to that money along the way? Grows. Grows. We hope. Yeah. We hope you're getting the guidance <laughs> you need and making smart choices with your money. Yep. And taxes on that are deferred. And when you pull them out, they are tax-free. So when you take your withdrawal, when you retire, that's when you're getting taxed. That Well, that's when you, you don't get taxed oh, on the Roth. You okay. do get taxed on traditional, yes. Oh, sorry, yeah. But on the Roth, you don't. Now you don't. Now you get taxed on the Roth, the money you put in, right? Correct today. And, yeah. and so the argument is, well, I think my tax rate in retirement will be less. I think it will be lower. I don't know about you, but taxes I have not seen go down. Yeah. My property taxes, school tax, um, income tax, a couple times they've been tweaked a little bit with legislation, but for the most part, they go up. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're talking about bigger dollars later on in life. Hopefully, other sources of income streams, whether it be business, uh, rental properties, investments, other things. So your income may actually be higher in retirement. And that's the hope. That's my goal is working with clients. A lot of them say that they have the same, if not more income in retirement, Mm -hmm. you know, without working. Yeah. Which is great today compared to today. Yeah. So the, the Roth conversion, um, there was some legislation a few years back that allowed you to convert traditional IRA dollars into Roth and you pay a tax as you square up on that. Mm -hmm. Right. Pay those out of pocket and you invest for the next 20, 30 years, pull that money out tax free. But there's a deadline every year to do those conversions. And this year that deadline is tomorrow, tomorrow, the 10th. So our clients that were looking to have some of their traditional IRA assets converted to a Roth account, they have to sign paperwork by tomorrow. Tomorrow's the deadline last day in order to have that process before the end of the year. If they miss the deadline, um, we'll have to do this next year, which is okay. It's not the end of the world, of course, but um, you certainly want to have those converted sooner than later. And there are times when uh, a dip in the market can actually help you on those conversions. Mm -hmm. Why, you might ask. Well, think about this. Think about like the last big, big crash. And I'm not talking about what happened in 2020, but I'm talking about something that was more substantial that lasted about two years. Mm -hmm. So we go back to 2008, 2008, let's say the market was cut in half. Mm -hmm. Let's say you had 20,000 in your traditional IRA, right? You never thought about converting. It didn't make any sense. You're in a high tax bracket. Who cares? Your account goes from 20,000 down to 10,000. It's cut in half, right? Mm -hmm. What a great opportunity to then take that 10,000, pay taxes on the conversion on 10,000, and then when the market rides back up to 20, 30,000, you've only paid taxes on that Mm 10,000. It's a temporary loss. You're taking advantage of that loss, right? Mm -hmm. And so those are some of the ideas, the concepts that we, we look to. Um, when we're doing these Roth conversions. But I think that's important. It's kind of a year-end checklist of, of things to do. What else is going on with respect to tax? How about tax loss, tax loss harvesting? Mm-hmm. That's the idea if you have a non-retirement account 
and there is any stock, any bond, any fund, ETF, you name it, that has a loss, again, you could analyze each position, find out if there's an opportune time to take that loss, offset it against gains, or maybe just take the loss if you want, mm-hmm. reposition it. There's some wash sale rules and uh, 30 day. So there's, there's, there's some details that go into it with the funds after you sell it. But that's something we do day in and day out, especially in the fourth quarter every year to look for any tax saving opportunities. So when you hear that term tax loss harvesting, that's what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We're harvesting those losses. And then um, there's some other year end things when it comes to IRAs, contributions, IRAs, 401ks. So for clients that are looking for additional tax savings, uh, maybe they've made more money this year than traditional years. So they could either look to overfunding in the last few weeks of their 401k because the deadline to do that is December 31st, your last payroll run, whenever that might be. It may be a week prior, maybe two weeks. Some are on a monthly payroll. So you want to make sure you get those contributions in to take advantage of it. Could be a Roth 401k, could be a traditional 401k, get the tax incentive. The other things are the contributions to regular IRAs, traditional and Roth. Mm -hmm. Now, those deadlines are a little different. You might think of year end and we have clients that rush in. Oh, I want to get my deposit in before uh, December 31st. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. Um, It's always good. I mean, obviously, the more time you have your money invested rather than sitting in cash, just doing nothing Mm -hmm. will be beneficial. But that is the tax deadline. So the filing date, let's say it's April 15th. You have until that time to contribute for the uh, year prior. So those are some of the things that people are thinking about right now and why we tend to be a little busier this season. With that, let's take a quick break and we'll be right back with the show. Do you want help building and managing an investment portfolio that's right for you? One that will help you maximize growth potential while you're saving, help you generate income when you need it most, and eventually preserve what you've saved to leave to your beneficiaries? We do this day in and day out and take the stress and responsibility of making those decisions off your plate. Subscribe to our newsletter, read our blog post, and listen to our podcast to get a flavor of how we do things. Our firm is unique and capable of handling all your investment and insurance needs. Monarch Wealth Management, our guidance, your future. Welcome back to Pennywise Financial Podcast. Constantine here, Monarch Wealth Management, and my co-host, Jason Georgiev. Hello. Welcome back. back to the second segment of Pennywise Financial. And you know what? As I look at, at this room, kind of kind of sad because I know that these are kind of our last few days, our last few episodes in this podcast room. Oh right? yeah, because we're moving it. Okay. Yeah, we hit we hit we have a new location for our podcast. It's still going to be at our main office in Brighton, but our new studio. Yes, <laughs> we have our new studio. We have some new things coming to Monarch that we'll announce later in the year, if not early next year. That's which is exciting, exciting, but you know, kind of say I like this room. I got comfortable in this room, <laughs> the podcast room. Actually, the room it's moving to is a little bit bigger. Is it? I think yeah. Okay. It's not as confined. I'll take that. <laughs> But, but Jay is going to be focused on, um, I guess, decorating and making it more of a Pod- better pod- podcast room, right? Yeah. 
I want more to move enjoyable. the video. I want to, well, yeah, I want to see some more. I want to see some updates, enhancements. Yep. All right. Can I get some nice lighting? I like it. Yeah. All right. Speaking of enhancements, what is going on in the market? Let's pull up our trusty resources it's here. It's down. Down. Oh, no. All right. So I am looking at S&P. You're showing down maybe uh, 35 basis points. That's a 0.36%. How's it been doing this? This week, it's up about 2%. Last month, just shy of one. In the last three months, it's up four and a quarter percent. S&P. S&P. And year to date, I mean, this is a whopper. This is a whopper. I mean, I... I was so far <coughs> off in my forecast. What did your forecast? It was around eight nine percent, and we've done more than double that. Hmm. Year to date, up twenty four point seven two percent on the S and P. It's investing in uh, top five hundred companies. I guess you'd say top five hundred. How do you measure those? Well, number of different ways, but the S and P index. That's the SPX. According to Wall Street Journal, up. 24 and change for the year. Phenomenal. It's not bad. No. <laughs> now, if you're investing, if you're a pretty aggressive investor and you're comfortable with 100% equity is 100% stock, that's a typical return that you will find in the index. It's kind of the average. All right. How's the uh, Dow Jones doing? Not too shabby either. Kind of flat on the day. Down 0.16. The last week, it's up over 3%. In the last month, it's actually down a little more than half. Last mm-hmm. three months, up two. So about half the performance in this final quarter, these last three months of the S&P. Year-to-date, not too shabby, 16.63%. Yeah. That is not too bad. No, that's great. And again... Better than my forecast of of what we thought uh, going back to January earlier on in the year. And now I'd like to look at the the, uh, NASDAQ. What are we showing there? Let's pull this up. That's going to be sky high, I think. Well, I know that it's obviously had... um, pretty solid year and I know that people have been a little concerned with tech and interest rates and inflation and what might happen five days up up about two percent one month is actually down last three months up just shy of three percent and year to date up 21 and change pretty darn good I mean all three indexes doing really well so these uh, NASDAQ-type stocks, technology, we know what happened in 2020. We know what's happened through the, the good part of 2021 mm-hmm. with people feeling uh, more comfortable working from home and whatnot and businesses. I've even seen uh, some companies going into the new year where they're asking their employees to do this kind of hybrid stuff still. Mm-hmm. So it's not totally gone. Um, despite kind of this, I see a, a huge divergence between 
um, what some places allow or do with masking versus not mm-hmm. kind of forgot about it. You know, there's not a lot of places that mandate masks, even in um, venues. You know, when you go to games, I know at first they, they wanted uh, both vaccine and a mask. Mm-hmm. And now it's like vaccine. Some places enforce it. Some don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I haven't seen mask mandates really anywhere I, uh, besides a doctor. Okay. Any anywhere you've seen schools, but schools. That's right. Yeah, that's right. But what about that event uh, at the at the Blue Cross Arena? No mask. No mask oh, mandate. You, you didn't have to. No. Oh, I thought no. you had to. No, and and you know, <clears throat> that's what I heard too. And yeah. again, I don't know if it's misinformation, if it was like a social media thing. I don't yeah. know where I heard it, where I saw it, or read it. Um. And that may have been the initial intent was like, hey, we want to we want to require the vaccine mm-hmm. for entry, but we also want to require a mask. Mm-hmm. I couldn't imagine trying to enforce that, though. When you've got hundreds or thousands of people packed into an arena, are you going to have ushers wow. running around? Hey, no. where's your mask, Jay? Uh, oh, yeah. put your mask. I could just see like chaos. Yeah, I don't think they really I think they just trust people to do the right thing and you know I would I would think the same but you can't enforce something like that when you're talking that many people not an event without causing a ruckus people get people get goofy at events there's liquor there's beer they're excited (laughs) I mean uh, this was a comedy show so yeah um, maybe a little different, but I'm thinking like sports, Buffalo Bills. Now, how are the Bills? The Bills games? Do you have to wear a mask? I don't think so. I don't know. In the in the arena? Yeah. In the stadium? I don't know. Not 100 percent sure anymore. It's changed so many times. And I it, I feel. And that's it. Yes, you're right. You know. You're right. <clears throat> I know we mentioned this on the last show about international travel. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's open, it's closed. Oh, like, I know somebody that just came back from France and Italy, um, and they said there they have a uh, green card. It's like a, a pass. And every restaurant you go in, you have to get it scanned. It's got a QR code. No kidding. It's your vaccine card. But there it's like normal place. It's nobody's arguing. Nobody's saying nothing. You have your card. You walk into a restaurant and everybody is conditioned now. Scan your card. Well, automatic. I heard a stat that um, I don't know if it's all of Europe Mm -hmm. um, or Germany, I know, is at least minimum 80 to 90 percent vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. in other places like Italy, they can do things that we can't do. Yeah. They can say, Jay, you're going to go get your, your vaccine mm-hmm. or we're going to cut you off from X, Y, Z. And they're yeah. trying to do a lot of that here. I know Biden made an attempt a few times to do different things and it was, you know, kind of chopped down by judges and whatnot. But mm-hmm. um, they can do things that we just can't enforce. Yeah. You know, and the reason I bring that up is for inter- things like international travel. Um you know, business. I mentioned the vacation uh, property, the rental properties, things like that, that we're looking into down south in Florida, mm-hmm. how that might impact us as investors, uh, as well as, you know, people that are investing in other businesses that are affected by international travel. Yeah. Think of Walt Disney World oh, down yeah. in Florida and California. Um, I know California was. Uh, Chaos. They actually sent employee a lot of the employees at Disney from their California location down to Florida because Florida was pretty 
vibrant and active and California was more shut down and restrictive. Mm-hmm. So just to accommodate the number of guests coming in, but that's a big part of, of revenue generating for, for Walt Disney. Mm-hmm. Not only the theme park, all the stuff that you buy along with it, it's the whole experience. You go back home, you like a movie. Um, so they have all different sources of revenue. And then don't forget too, the adaption that people companies have made in 2020 leading into 2021 with digital assets. Mm -hmm. So Walt Disney, the streaming service and whatnot. Oh yeah. And you know, there's a ramp up to that because there's Mm -hmm. so many, there's Netflix, you've, you've got Hulu, you've got Disney plus, you've got Paramount. They all have it now. A ton of them. And, and I'm wondering what was the drive for it? So, so I remember back in the day with cable, I was kind of ticked off that I'd have to buy something from Spectrum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even know. What was it called back then? Time Warner. Time Warner. There you go. <laughs> Time Warner. And uh, you, you'd get like 100 channels. You'd watch like five. Mm-hmm. And, and I'd ask for just five channels, reduce my bill. No, we mm-hmm. won't do it. Don't break it up. So then they came out with these streaming services where you could, if you liked... Um, I don't know, Paramount or Fox, you could, you could subscribe to, to just a limited set of channels, Mm -hmm. whether it be through Hulu or Sling. And we did YouTube TV, but they've expanded them. Yeah. So they've raised the prices. They've included more channels. Mm -hmm. It's like, wait a minute, aren't we kind of back to where we were? Yeah. Wasn't the whole point of streaming? <laughs> like, I want to get away from this bundle of 5,000 channels that I don't watch and don't want to pay for. For who? The company or the actual consumer? For the consumer. Uh, yeah, for the consumer. But for the company, it's all about we need more money. It's always about, it's always that's about how, money. That's what it comes down to. So so now that we have all these segmented and fragmented um, ways of streaming, Mm-hmm. You got to subscribe to Netflix if you want to watch a certain show. You got to get HBO, Max, or Go, or whatever well, it is. certain companies right? have bundles, too. Like with YouTube TV, you can get HBO included. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you can you can do it that way, too. So you don't have to have separate. You got like Apple TV mm-hmm. or That's Apple like a TV, TV Plus, kind of, right? Yeah. So they well, have their Hulu own offers shows. that, too, you know? Does it really? Sling TV. You got a whole And you can get Apple TV with that? Well, Apple TV would be like a YouTube TV where you can get like different things with Apple TV too or Sling TV, you know. But then certain things are proprietary. So you can't get HBO on this, but you can get it on this, you know. That's what the, I mean, Disney's done, right? Yeah. So like before we could... Disney's buying everything. Through Netflix or was it through YouTube? There were certain cartoons that my four-year-old, not me, but my four-year-old would (laughs) like to watch. (laughs) I swear it was not me. Um, These cartoons, and now they're they're taken off that platform and put on the Disney. So you have to subscribe to Disney Plus, I guess. It's a smart strategic thing. But as far as a consumer, I think it's going to end up costing people more money. Yeah, definitely. But I mean, for the last five years, maybe even more, six years that I've been streaming Mm -hmm. through YouTube and different things, it saved me quite a bit of money. And you know what else I noticed? Time. Has it really saved you money though? Have money you and really time. looked at it? Yes. Compared so, to what you were paying for cable. Yeah, my cable bill was around 148. 148, but that's including internet. No, no, no. That's just not for included. cable just TV. Just for cable. Just for cable. And we didn't have any fancy, now I will say, my wife Lisa, there were certain channels that she had to have. <laughs> so I'm not going to say that we had the cheapest. Yeah. Like we probably could have dwindled that down to maybe a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By taking little things out. 
And then, and then they have these bundles where like, okay, if you get the phone, it's 80 bucks a month. You get a phone line, right? Yeah. For the first six months or three months, mm -hmm. then it goes to 160 and, and then you got to play this game. Yeah. I well, did play the game. With Time Warner, with the Spectrum, you know, where they get you is the equipment rentals. That's where they're really charging you. I you always, but you know what I always do? And I recommend this to clients. You call, you call. Spectrum, you find out what equipment you're renting. Mm -hmm. If you got a modem, you got a router, a combo, buy your own. It's going to cost a couple hundred bucks. Get a good piece of equipment that'll last you the next five years plus. Yeah. And you'd knock off five, 10 bucks a month on that rental. So after two years, you it's broke more even. More than that. You know, you really look it, at it. And that's just one thing. Yeah. Do they make you rent the, uh, like the, the box, the remote and the box? And then you pay per TV to everything. Well, let's say you have four TVs in your house. Which I Each do. Each TV has a box. Nice. Each box is five ninety nine a month. There you go. Was it always like that when we were growing up as it kids? It wasn't always like that. I when think we you were just paid up. for like cable, and that, it would come to your house, and you put it to as many TVs as yeah, you want. Yeah, there was no boxes. And you just hooked up the line to the back of the TV. Then they came in with the boxes so they can control it more, I think. That's my opinion. I think you're probably right. You know, so they can see who's got it, who doesn't have it. Because just the line coming in, they have to put something on the line at the um, pole. Mm. And then they can see who's taking it and who's not. And that's how they shut it off is at the pole. Wow. I mean, we just went back to like 1980. Yep. Time machine warp. <laughs> All right. With that, let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with the show. Do you have a high deductible insurance plan? If so, have you set up your HSA? There's a ton of people who don't know what it is or how it works. Even worse, there aren't many people who can give you advice about how to make the most of these powerful and unique programs. Not many advisors focus on this in their practice, don't understand the mechanics of how they work or even where to begin helping their clients. Reach out to me, Constantine at Monarch Wealth Management, and I'll guide you through this process and get you on track to make the most of your high deductible plan and your superhuman HSA. Welcome back to Pennywise Financial Podcast. This is Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management and my co-host Jason Georgia. Welcome back everybody. Wrapping the show up with the third segment of Pennywise Financial Podcast, one of the last few recordings in our podcast room. But it's going to be an upgrade. I'm, I'm confident in your abilities. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? Okay, so where are we investing? Uh, what's going on on the investment front? We touched on some of the last uh, minute things that are happening near year end, kind of housekeeping activities, the IRA things, the Roth contributions, the Roth conversions, tax loss harvesting, mm -hmm. 401k contributions. And one thing we didn't mention uh, is the estate planning. Mm. And estate planning, so we, we do... Uh, work with attorneys and our clients to make sure that their estate plan is set up the right way. Uh, but some of the things that we can do as far as housekeeping here is making sure that beneficiaries are accurate, right? Yep. How often do you change beneficiaries uh, for clients, do you think, throughout the year? I mean, it's got to be at least a few times, right? It depends on the client. Depends Married. on what's going on. So, yeah. You and that's, know. that's the point. What, what kind of life events would cause somebody to change or update a beneficiary? 
There's a ton. I mean, anything can happen in a person's life where you have to change the beneficiary. Somebody passed away that was the beneficiary. You have to change the beneficiary. I mean, something as simple as I don't talk to those people anymore. I don't want them. It happens. (laughs) It happens. Um, Yeah. Any life event, you know, major life event could cause you to change your beneficiaries on your account. So how about so some of the big ones that I think of is you get married. Yeah. Right. And yep. we saw a lot of weddings uh, this yep. year that were postponed from last year. I, I went to a few. We already got one lined up for next year. Yep. So weddings, that's exciting. Yeah. Benef- that could be a beneficiary change and name change. Correct. Both. You know, both. And then on the other end of the spectrum, how about a divorce? We got yep. those too. Yep. Divorce, um, engagement. Um, you could have children. Yep, that you're right. adding. Right. And then yep. you think of things like uh, that are a little less fortunate, like uh, a passing of a spouse, a friend, mm-hmm. uh, a parent, whoever might be a child, mm-hmm. whoever might be a beneficiary, either primary or contingent, those would call for a change. Yep. There's some other reasons why people might want to change that might not be so apparent. And the reason they're not apparent is we don't all follow the tax code. Mm-hmm. I tend to be the more analytical, uh, dorky, uh, that uh, person in the firm that likes to read a lot, look at a lot of charts. And, um, and so even with that, I don't follow every aspect of uh, state planning changes, tax law changes, uh, any legal ramifications. And there's always the shift, you know, depending on who is in um who's in office, right? So those could impact things like an estate plan. Why? You think of things like capital gains tax. Mm -hmm. You think of things uh, like inheritance, um, the estate exclusion. You think of gifting. Mm -hmm. You think of contribution limits, which by the way, for 401ks and IRAs and things like that change from time to time next year on the 401ks, those are getting an increase. If you're age 50 and above, right, there's some incentive there for you to do what's called a catch-up provision. Mm -hmm. But there's all these things that are kind of happening in the background. And if you don't have the right team, you don't have the right advisor, you don't have the right legal help, you don't have the right accountant or CPA to bring about these changes and and topics and make sure that you're addressing them, you could be dying and leaving a problem to your wife, your husband, your kids, your niece or nephew. It, it, It doesn't matter. These changes happen all the time. Yeah. So just when you think you get an estate plan uh, set up the right way, you create some fancy trusts, you have some uh, life insurance, you have some maybe annuities, you have some different investments with a step up in basis, all of a sudden they change all those laws. And if you don't adapt and modify your estate plan, which can be done pretty quickly, I don't know about easily, but if you have a team doing it, they're doing all the legwork for you. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to pay fees for it. But again, we don't do legal work here. We don't do any accounting or tax advice. We do work with your accountant and your legal team to make sure that we're, we are your financial team. Mm-hmm. We have to work together and we do that in uh, many cases. So I, I bring up that point mainly because when I think of year end housekeeping, 
that's one that seems to be a little bit less apparent that people don't think about, oh, I have my will set up. Yeah. Oh, I have my power of attorney. I have my healthcare proxy. Nothing changed. My wife's still alive. My husband's still alive. My kids are in good shape. What about the tax laws? You intended on preserving your retirement assets for your kids and you're drawing down your non-retirement stuff. Is that still the best plan? Mm -hmm. Maybe I need to shift gears, right? Yeah. You had things that passed um, just recently, Secure Act, right? That changed a lot of those things that you have to think about on how beneficiaries inherit that money, mm -hmm. how they have to pay taxes on it, when they have to draw it down. So those are all things that I think are pretty um, important and relevant right now. There's some legislation on changes that we don't know about yet. And I always look for guidance with your accountant or CPA. And I strongly encourage everyone to have a very good CPA, have a good relationship with them, right? Because that person could be integral in our planning. I have a client that needs money. We have multiple sources we can take it from. We always consult with our CPA before we do the change. Mm -hmm. You made money. Okay, let's sell the stock and take the profits. Well, wait, let's pause for a minute. Let's make sure that we're doing everything we can to minimize the tax burden. That's what we do day in and day out. Yep. So let's take a peek into the 2022 long-term capital markets assumptions. This is a report, Portfolio Insights from JP Morgan. And essentially what they're looking for is some adjustments in the new year based on what, uh, what trends are happening now. They look at things like productivity. They look at uh, growth cycles, right? In both developed markets, emerging markets, and globally. And these revisions look pretty good. This forecast and uh, assumption on inflation does not look horrible. Not yet. Some areas seem to be more transitory, meaning they're temporary. Mm -hmm. I think the Fed has some challenges because of Omicron. <laughs> There's that accent. The Omicron <laughs> variant, right? Yeah. And so um, there was just a CEO that they were interviewing this morning from our favorite airline, Southwest. I don't know about my favorite airline, but I think Dave flies uh, Southwest quite a bit, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, I used to fly Southwest quite a bit. Uh, we have some family that flies exclusively with Southwest, but yeah, they so they come on and, and talk about some of the challenges that they're having as an airline as far as profitability and whatnot and some headwinds. But when you think about the challenges that the Fed will have, I don't know that they're going to be able to raise rates as quickly as they might need to, mm -hmm. you know, to, to kind of hedge against inflation and, and keep things at bay. We have some challenges, I think, but overall LPL sees GDP next year at a four to 5% growth rate, mm -hmm. um, which is still strong. Uh, pretty strong, I'd say. So next year seems to be promising, barring any kind of uh, conflict that might happen that we don't see. Uh, could be a conflict in the Middle East that we don't know about yet, a war, things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't even know if they deem things wars anymore. It's more of a conflict, right? Have we had a war? When was the last well, war? We have Russia and Ukraine now, all that stuff that's going on. Interesting news. I'm glad you brought that up. Okay. I heard this. Yes, so yesterday... President Biden was meeting with Putin, right? Yeah, video conference. Video conference. Mm -hmm. We don't know all the details of what was actually said. Well, of course not. Right? No. During that interview, do you know what happened? 
I do not. And and I didn't know it was happening yesterday, but you, you do kind of know. Okay. There was an out, a massive outage on AWS. So Amazon Web Services, which hosts a lot of things. <laughs> I did. So if you had any technology issues yesterday, could have been trading, could have been accessing your account, could have been a lot of things. I don't know what was said. I don't know if there were um, kind of these unspoken threats from Biden that maybe Putin says, you know what? My guys can just take down whatever systems you want. Here you go. Boom. Oh, that's a lot of speculation. I know. Right. I got to make it exciting. <laughs> You're throwing right? that out there. Huh? I got, I got to make things a little more exciting. <laughs> what I got from kind of crazy though, the media is that Biden was giving him an ultimatum and this Ooh. and that, and that's what you hear. But I don't, I mean, I think the media is just playing it up big time. I do too. I mean, why would you do that from, you know, a professional, you're the leader of a country to a leader of a country. You talk about things and try to work things out together, I guess. Can you, can you imagine that framework coming from Biden? I just don't, I don't, I don't see, I don't see it. it. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I don't see know. it from a politics standpoint. So he looks strong, but yeah, but it's Russia, it's Putin. It's, I mean, it's another huge world power. I mean, how can you, you know, try to rough them up and bully them into doing what you want? You can't. Pretty sure it's not possible. It's not. No. It's not. It's ridiculous. And I don't know why the media plays it up like that. So I guess time will tell. Uh, we're at the tail end of the year, mid, almost midway through December. We may still have what we call this Santa Claus rally. We'll see what happens. If inflation or some kind of variant, mask, whatever, ruins the Santa Claus rally, I don't know. But I still think there's room to go before the end of the year, even though we saw returns. We mentioned returns in the S&P, 20 plus percent. I mean, that's fantastic, phenomenal. More than double what I expected. And I think next year we're going to have to do some revisions. But I think we may, I, I think my estimates may be in line with what I said this year. You know, because there are some supply chain issues that we're still having. And uh, I think some labor issues, labor cost issues just across the board. Mm -hmm. um, but with that, I think we have maybe one or two more shows left in the year. Mm -hmm. I think that's all we have time for today. Again, thanks again for listening. Constantine here at Monarch Wealth Management. Thanks for listening to the Pennywise Financial Podcast. Till next time. You've been listening to Pennywise Financial, brought to you by Monarch Wealth Management. Constantine and David really care about their clients. They want to make sure you're happy, so you'll continue to hire them. There's no commitments, and clients are free to leave whenever they want. Think about being able to pick up the phone and call someone for guidance and advice on almost anything, from buying a car, selling a home, buying vacation properties, or even selling a business. Reach out on the website at monarchwealthmanagement.com. There are two offices in Rochester and two offices in Buffalo. Reach out to us on Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and YouTube. Or call us toll-free at 800-480-1580. That's 800-480-1580. Until next time, this is Pennywise Financial, signing off. in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Securities are offered through LPL Financial, member FINRA, and SIPC.